0: A one, two, three, four. T to G to I to F to T to G to I F Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first. Oh, T to G to I to F to T to G to I to F Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first. Friday.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Deacon Luke Rowicki. And I'm brother Andrew Torrey. And this is the Advent December 2021 podcast episode coming to you live from Mexico and Rome. Rome. And Rome. So we're we're making this work. We have some technical microphonic difficulties, but now we're all, we're rocking. And we are rocking because this is a very special episode. This episode is all about unwrapping happy Holidays, like what does that even mean? When I see a happy holidays, is that all it is? Is it just a break from work, from school? Is it just about putting up Christmas lights two months early? Like what? What is this all about? Brother Andrew, get us started.
0: I hate the term happy holidays. It's awful. It doesn't mean anything. It's 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 just terrible. Like what? What do you? What do you mean? Like how? Like what's a holiday okay so you have time off you great just enjoy your rest okay well that's i mean that's a good thing i mean taking time off from school work um other people different faiths yeah we know people are celebrating not everybody celebrates christmas and everybody's christian okay and so, so you have people who are i don't know baha'i or jewish or or whatever i mean plurality, we get it. But happy holidays, like, what do you mean? Like, why are you wishing somebody to be happy? Like, what's the reason for your joy? Like, why?
1: And uh, for a Jewish person to be happy Hanukkah. And for each religion, they're going to have their moments, their vacations. But the, the problem is that it's, you know, there's this tradition of having, um, I guess, in Christian countries, you have this break for Christmas. And little by little, people continue with the break, and they forget about the Christmas. And so I heard a, a pretty interesting example just yesterday in a homily. So Father Guillermo Mead, for all of those who you know him, he was formerly rector in Rome He was my rector in Rome, I think he was Brother Andrew's rector in Rome. And now he's here in Monterey. And he said, okay, he was talking to the kids and he said, all right, so kids, Christmas, what the world has done to Christmas is that they give you a big, shiny treasure chest. And it's fantastic. It's full of gold and diamonds and ribbons. And uh, it's, it's beautiful to behold. You get so excited when you see this amazing box because you know it's the box is so awesome. Like, what's gonna be inside? You open it up and it's empty, and it hit me because I, I feel like I understood exactly what he's trying to say with that image. And it's sort of true. Like, you get so pumped up. Why well, put so much work into either you putting up lights, or you pay someone to put up the lights a month and a half ahead of time? All your advertisements, if you're like running a store or a business, are like you know Christmas themed. So you put a lot of time effort into your Christmas campaigning and all these things just to get to the 25th and open up an empty box that says happy holidays on like this little crumpled up piece of paper sitting at the bottom corner and with spider webs, you know, it's like, uh, we need to put the meaning back into Christmas. So for the Andrew, we're going to unwrap for us and for all of our listeners, what is behind the excitement for Christmas? Because there is isn't a, a palpable excitement. Anytime I see, uh, the, like, whatever, pine trees, or you smell the pine, you just, you get excited. Like you feel like you're a kid again. What, what is behind that? Like, what would you think, but Andrew is one of the reasons why people get so excited for December 25th happy holidays.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, it depends on who you're asking, right? So everybody, everybody comes from different family backgrounds. Everybody lives in different part of the world. Some people aren't Christian. Some people are really Christian, some people are, you know, it's just, it just depends, right? Um, for a lot of people, people who maybe some people don't have as much time off work. So Christmas is a, is a really needed time of rest, right? Um, and that's an awesome thing. And they, you know, we need that, you know, we're not made for work um, primarily. We're made for the Sabbath as Jesus told us. So, so Christmas can, can be a healthy, you know, break right from the normal routine time, to spend with your family. Those are all really good things, right? Um Even if there, let's just say, even if hypothetically Jesus had never come, right? And there was a time just to rest and time to get our strength back. That's a good thing, right? But there's just so much more when you change from Happy Holidays to Merry Christmas. So much more. And we need to remember every year, like, why do we celebrate Christmas? Why is this the moment of the year? This the the event of of any human life that has generated the most amount of music, for example. Um, I mean, just generally speaking, um, the theme of love has 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 has. There, I mean, songs about love. There's tons of them, right? Mm. But if you go to a specific event, specific thing, Christmas is what has has, has produced the most amount of music. And this is just a, just some small example, right? Yes. Um, or even like recipes, you know why is that? What, what is it? What is the, the, the big bang whose effects we see in all of these trappings, right? What is it? Um, We need to, we need to, you know, dive back. We need to, you don't really dive back into something. Maybe you somersault back into it. I don't know. (laughs) You need to like, yeah, backflip into it. We need to like, you know, get that microscope, like, like, okay, we have all these little things, like all these loose ends, or all this wrapping paper that's scattered around, you know, we have all the wrapping paper that's everywhere. Let's piece this back together, right, and see, okay, this gift has been unwrapped. We see all the bright colors, we see, you know, we hear all the, you know, um, you know, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, we know you're hearing that, or, or ding dong, merrily and high, da-da-da-da-da-da, that's another good one, or or hark hotel, sweet silver bottom. like like where does all this spirit come from? It's gotta have an origin. And so that's what we're after that we need to figure out. Where where does all this joy, this expectation, um, this peace, where does all of this come from? I don't know. What do you think, Brother Luke? I'm sure you're gonna give us a surprising answer.
1: Uh, how's this for a surprise? Bishop Baron. So <laughs> we always talk about Bishop <laughs> Baron, so it's not a surprise. But there's a really cool podcast for all of y'all out there. It's almost two hours long, so I haven't finished it. But with, it's called the Four Horsemen of Meaning or something like that. So Jordan, I just Peterson, started listening to that. I just it's, started it's, listening to that. So the Four Horsemen of Meaning—they before discussing the meaning of Christmas, you have to discuss the meaning of meaning. So we're not going to do that. But it is interesting because one of the Four Horsemen. So it's uh, Bishop Baron, Jordan Peterson, these two other guys, Joe and John or James, something like that. Um, sorry, no disrespect. I don't remember their names. Um, but, uh, they were saying um, that this this guy I was talking to a friend of his in Australia. Australia is known as one of the like economically speaking, and politically, and all these all these things, uh, like with its resources, it's one of the countries that's best off of you know in comparison to the rest of them in the world. And yet, the more people have, it's crazy, but there's more people that have died from suicide this last year than COVID in Australia. And like, and so he said, okay, so. Everything the enlightenment has promised us, uh, you know, that would bring happiness like a, a world, a government or, yeah, just like a, a country ruled without religion. It's just it's, you know, contracts and it's, you know, people agreeing on what's best for the economy and for business and all these things. OK, well, I mean, Australia is maybe an example of it, like that perfect country, according to enlightenment um, or it's on its way to being perfect. Why now are there more suicides than ever? And why is there such a, like why are there so many people that have, are, you know, have the epidemic of loneliness, he called it and things like that. So there is a there is a need to find meaning in our lives in Christmas, rather than being a time for us just to kind of live off the excitement, like the superficial, like live on the, the this this level, the surface. Of oh, I love Christmas lights. Oh, I love Christmas carols. Oh, I love shopping. I love. Now is the time to go deep because we all have this need for meaning, and if not, we don't. We're not going to know where to turn, and we're going to be opening up an empty box. And it's, yeah, there's gonna be pieces of wrapping paper like around and you might get a glimpse, you might get a taste or a sensation of, ah, Christmas, ah, ah, God loves me. Ah, he became man. And so I'm going to throw out a couple ideas and maybe we could talk about these. I don't know what other ones you have, Andrew. I was thinking we all have a need for meaningful relationships and Christmas brings people together. We all have a need for love. And the message of Christmas is God so loved the world. He gave his only son. He brings us, you know, becomes man. Uh, We all have need for, uh, I don't know, I mean, just a break and a vacation and just like to relax like you were saying. I think these are all ingredients of the excitement um, of the Christmas jitters. We were trying to think of like a term to put, you know, put all this, but anyways, unwrapping happy holidays, but like Christmas jitters, like we all have this excitement and it does go deeper. Like even if right now I'm thinking, I'm excited just to be finished with this semester or with work, whatever it is go deeper. Like I would say one of those, maybe a couple of those things we could focus on. I don't know what you think.
0: Yeah. There's just, there's something that we can't get used to as Christians and we can never just, you know, rattle off the fact that the son of God became a human being. It's something we always repeat We always know about this. Yeah, 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 okay. But this was a huge thing, okay? And I'm not talking about, um, you know, just for us as followers of Jesus. I'm talking about for other religions. So when Jesus became man, there were different religions at the time, right? The Jewish religion, right? Obviously the, the main one in his context, that never contemplated the fact that, you know, God could become a human being. That's why it was so uh, strange for Jesus to, to claim uh, divine sonship, right? They thought of a Messiah as, you know, a political Messiah. And, you know, God was so transcendent, right? Um, even the high priest, there was only the high priest could go into the holiest part of, of Judaism, which was the temple, and once a year and could say his name, right? God was so high and transcendent, right? Or even um, other ancient pagan religions in which there was this expert, in the gods or the goddesses and you would go to the shaman and or whoever or the 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 priestess or or the pagan priest whoever it was and that person would sort of um, exercise this magical uh, power over the world by invoking a god right and hopefully the god might answer or hopefully the god might send rain if they heard us or if they cared right um or 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 even like the you know the the greek and the pagan pagan gods right they like sometimes they would be at war with each other um so but the fact that god becomes a human being was something so different the fact that he becomes part of his creation so like imagine you're this little kid and you're like i don't know playing with tinker toys in your room depending on if if you remember that what those are or you or, or legos everybody knows what legos are right we'll use that so you're creating your Lego world, right? Um, or like, think of the Lego movie, you know, everything is awesome. You know, think of your, your and then you as a little kid or whoever, your adult, maybe you're doing it and you're, you're playing and you become part of that world, right? Like, that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Or there's so many examples, but we can't get used to that. Um, I think what you said, like, we all have a need for meaningful relationships. Yes. And we all have a need for rest? Yes, absolutely. But the essential thing is the fact that the Son of God became a human being, right? Like, we need to, we need to give pause to this idea and slow down and think about that.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, why, like, what is this need for a meaningful relationship? Or else another one comes to my mind is just we all need to be saved. We don't even need for salvation. We all find ourselves in a difficult place and we're looking for someone to help us get out of it. Like all these things speak to us of a deeper purpose while we're like, we're made for something more. So like, I'm excited to be with my family. I haven't seen them in a while. Okay. But now let's unwrap that. We're made for an eternal relationship. And good news is God wants that eternal relationship. Actually same, same podcast episode. So, um, Bishop Barron said, he was talking about the sumum bonum, like he always loves throwing out those Latin terms, obviously because he's always quoting Thomas Aquinas left and right. But he's saying the amazing thing about Christianity is that okay, like all these ph- philosophical traditions have like led towards okay, there has to be this one thing that's the best, that's like the biggest, the greatest, the the goodest, everything. And he says now all of a sudden this greatest thing is like cares about me. It's like what you were just saying. Like all of a sudden this master builder wants to like cares about this little piece of Lego or whatever it is. It's like, why would this person who could do like my God, this divine three persons, one God who is completely happy on his own, who is so far is outside of space and time, the fact that he loves me, he loves his creation so much that he would suffer and die for his creation. He would, he waits patiently for his creation. He's, I mean, Imagine, but Angie, you were saying, I hate happy holidays. Imagine God how patient he is when he sees happy holidays. He's like, All right, thanks a lot. I just became man. And you're like, just you're on your screensaver, happy holidays. Or like, it's you posted it on like the side of your gas station, happy holidays. It's like, Really, people? Like, what else could I do to <laughs> like just. Comple- yeah. Thanks a lot for just completely ignoring, you know, salvation history, you know? So I just saw a movie, the movie Dune. I don't know if, you, have you seen that but really, Andrew? I have not. It's it's really <laughs> get ready. Cause not everyone likes it. It's like sci-fi and kind of slow, but the whole movie, like it speaks to you about this hunger for a Messiah. And so it's actually like maybe a good Advent movie for people to watch. It's nothing like doesn't talk about Christ, but it does say the word Messiah and there's this whole like race of people that are awaiting, you know, this, this figure. And like, there's all these like little quotes here and there of, um, like they start to piece together who it might be, um, based on like, yeah, their ancient teachings or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, a natural hunger that you can't deny, but you can't ignore it and you can just live on a level where it's like, well, yeah, I never really come to terms or like, uh, become one with that, with that deeper meaning. And so yeah, you're you're gonna maybe have happy holidays, but who wants happy holidays when you have a merry like merry is so much deeper and more meaningful than happy and Christmas rather than just a holiday. Um so yeah, I think whatever your excitement might be for Christmas, do a dunque, like dunque, why I'm excited about being with my family, dunque, why I'm excited about unwrapping presents or giving presents. Cause some people actually we're doing here with the boys uh we're calling it manos vacillas, empty hands. A campaign to uh, have the boys go out, ask their neighbors and, and family members to donate um, non-perishable items, and uh, we're gonna hand them out during missions, Christmas missions. So, like, these are things that are legitimately you can get excited about. But then, even I should ask myself, and the boys, hope we're trying to get them to ask themselves, why? Why now? Like, what's what's the big deal? Why? Why is there such a joy in giving? Um, try to your your Christmas, your Advent, people.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's one, another beautiful idea. Um, you know, C- Catholicism, Christianity is a religion that's based on, on, on doctrine, right? On certain fundamental principles, right? Um, God is a Trinity. Jesus became man um jesus rose from the dead he's going to come to judge the living and the living and the dead at the end of time so there are certain fundamental truths that that christianity teaches right other some other religions emphasize other aspects of life for instance um like um our, our brothers and sisters in, in the mormon church right um they uh I, I, what from my, my experience with them there is a a, a big emphasis on ethical values, right? And, and family values, right? Um, maybe not so much um, like, uh, not, they don't emphasize the doctrinal element as much as Catholics do, but they focus more on, you know, um, yeah, the ethical family values, living living a good good life, right? Um, I have a cousin who's, who's, who's Mormon in her, in her family, and I love them very much, right? So they're very, very good, upright people, right? Um, and other religions have different, um, some focus on social aspects, others focus on, um, uh, experiential aspects like, um, like, um, prayer, mystical, right? Not so much concerned about teachings. Um, so anyways, the reason I'm explaining this is because there's a really important principle in the Christian faith, um, the incarnation, right? So the fact that God became a human being, I mean, that's just so amazing, right? Um, But what I'm getting at is that we have to embrace the incarnation in our own lives. What does that mean? We have to give our flesh to God. That means we have to become just like Jesus became a man and God was actually walking on the earth 2,000 years ago. In our own lives, we have to to be God for other people in, in a sense. Not like we're like, you know, I, I don't mean it in the way that, like, you know, we're, you know, the Almighty, All Powerful God, but, but we have to channel Him to other people, right? And in a really deep and profound way. So that's why the incarnation is important, not only because of our own salvation, and like as if that weren't, you know, important enough, but also so that we can be that for other people. We can help other people reach the Father's all. Tender, merciful love through us. We have to become, in a sense, Jesus for other people. So this is this is one. This is another reason why Christmas is so important. And that's I mean, these missions that you're doing with these kids, that's that's what that is. You're I mean, okay, yeah, non-perishable goods, bring them. Okay, but that's that's really transcendent. That's saying to these other people, like you you are i mean I'm, I'm doing this simple gesture because you you are have the same dignity as i do and, and i care about you i've never met you but i but i but i want you to live uh, in greater dignity i want you to i want to share my love for you you know so christmas is really important on so many levels but one is because we have to become god incarnate too
1: you made me think too of like i wonder if there's some parents that might get anxious around Christmas time or like boyfriends or girlfriends, because you don't want to blow it. It's like the opportunity to get your kid or your loved one, like the perfect present. And you're nervous, maybe like, um, or they've asked for something you can't afford it or whatever. And I just thought of something as brother Andrew was saying, like to be God for, for other, someone else that I think if you really want to make Christmas special for, um, your child or whoever it might be, instead of worrying so much about the gift you want to give them, become the gift. I try to become more like Christ this Christmas. And you're gonna bring a real jolly merriness into your and in your home, much more than
0: I have a holly jolly advent. Okay, people. We're in Advent. We're going to celebrate Advent and then we're gonna do Christmas. Okay, so go by go by phases.
1: <laughs> it's the most strategic time of year. Exactly. So th- this is, this is like time to like get out your notebooks and your pens and like come up with your strategy to become like Christ. You have four weeks of how, no, I mean, yeah, basically four weeks of, of Advent ish. And then yeah, the four candles on the wreath. Like as each, as we light each of those candles on the wreath, like ask yourself, how I become more like Christ in a certain aspect of my life? Like that could be a great doing quay for all of us. Like I want to become, I wanted my, my husband, my wife, my child, my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. To have the best Christmas this year, okay? Well, then you become the gift. I know it sounds cliche, possibly, but it could also inspire. Hopefully, it does.
0: Pe- people, people will forget about the things that you gave them, right? Um, your kids, yeah, they'll be asking for for gifts, whatever. But whatever. But when they're, you know, twenty and twenty five and thirty and forty and fifty. They're going to, I mean, I forgot the gifts that my parents gave me, most of them, but, but I remember the time they gave me. I remember their patience. I remember, yeah, my dad getting up early in the morning to go to New Orleans, um, driving uh, driving really early in the morning, and when it was dark outside to go and, and and care for all of us. I mean, those are the things that I remember, and those are the things that I, that I keep in my heart, and that, and that give me a good example. Um, so... I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of us, we all, we all know that materialism is, 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 is bad, right? (laughs) Um, but, but instead of just avoiding, you know, bad things, we should, like you're saying, Deacon, we need to strive for, for what is good, what is holy, what is perfect, what is pleasing to God, which is becoming like His Son. And so, yeah, we need to like, like think, like, how can we become more like this person who, who's who's divine who's who's coming to dwell among us how can we come become more like him um it's not something that's it's not something that's that's old or dry or or boring no it's it's something that's that 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 awakens the the potentialities that we have in us in the deepest profoundest way possible um i don't anyways i I don't want to You should, you should talk. I could talk like this forever.
1: (laughs) No, I was, I was just thinking like, um, oh, come, oh, come Emmanuel. Like when you hear, oh, come, oh, come Emmanuel. Second line by Andrew.
0: And ransom captive Israel.
1: When you hear that, that familiar tune, like, oh, come, oh, come Emmanuel and ransom me. Like me, I am the captive. Like think about it like in a very personal relationship sort of way, like not like, oh, come come Emmanuel, like entering this building or whatever, but like, come come Emmanuel into my heart. And it came to that. What was the gift that Christ gave us on Christmas? It wasn't a new toy. It was himself. So this Christmas, if we want to be more like Christ, give yourself. I think, I think that could be a good uh, conclusion to unwrapping happy holidays. But Andrew, uh, do you have any Quirky, um, motivational final words for our listeners that are jolly. Quirky motivational course, and jolly. Quirky motivational
0: final words. Live Advent, enjoy Advent. Um, don't do it. Do something. Do something. I don't know. I know, but Luke, you're not. You're not in this line of thought. You can. You can give your spiala, You have the last word. Okay, but live the rhythms of Advent um, and don't. Don't hum. And this is going to sound. This is going to sound maybe masochistic, but don't don't sing Christmas songs yet. Like wait, wait until I don't know. At least spend that. Like at least two weeks without of Advent, without thinking of Christmas songs, and train yourself to desire. You know, I want to to celebrate Christmas. I, I want Jesus to come into my life. And me saying not yet, not yet, makes your heart grow fonder. And so when that moment arrives and you're finally you know belting out those tunes on on Christmas Christmas Day or Christmas Eve your heart's going to be you're going to be psychologically more prepared to to embrace the joy that comes to you. So I would suggest like a, like um embrace advent, get into the get into the rhythms, right? The, the the silence, the the darkness, right? As the sun goes down earlier as things get colder, candles that we light up um, the silence, the prayer, the the, the Advent hymns, you know, I'll Come, O Come, Emmanuel, I'll Come, Divine Messiah. Embrace the, the little traditions that the church offers us that are so beautiful, um, and and don't turn on your Christmas music yet, okay? But go ahead and say all the, say the contrary, Deacon. <laughs> no, man.
1: Well, Andrew, I'm offended. Of course, I I'm 100 percent in line with you. Um, I think I think falling by the angel's advice is always better than following mine. And here's a quote from Saint Augustine. About music in general, but I think you can apply it to Advent hymns from now until the 24th afternoon and then 24th evening onwards. You can s- apply this to Christmas carols. But St. Augustine in the breviary said, so then my brothers, I don't know how he said it like that, but he said, let us sing now.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so
1: then my brothers, let us sing now, not in order to enjoy life of leisure, but in order to lighten our labors. Sing, but continue your journey. Sing, but keep going. And then again, at the end, he says, sing then, but keep going. What do I mean by keep going? Keep on making progress. This progress, however, must be in virtue. He said like four times in one paragraph, sing. And so all these like music, all these things should help us. Hopefully not to have happy holidays, but have an extremely Merry Christmas. This is TGIF. F. God bless you all. What was that, what was that? T G-I-F F. What was that? Two brothers in row. What was that? What was that? T G-I-F-F. What was that? It's a double F, not a singular F F. T G-I-F-F, Instagram is TGIFF.pod squad. Facebook, Instagram, Internet. All over.